0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bench podcast.
1: This is Brother Wolf. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you called me, but I wasn't ready. It's <laughs> <one>, B. Collins. <laughs> I thought you wanted to go So, work.
0: so the thing uh, about today's podcast is uh, recently Brother Wolf has been out there uh, doing some little apartment hunting. Uh, well, not apartment hunting. I should change that. <clears throat> Because I'm so used to apartments, I say apartment hunting. House hunting, actually. I'm looking for a new place in which uh, me and my family are going to be moving into. And uh, through that process, we've been going through several different uh, avenues to find out what's the best one that's going to work for us. We're a young, struggling economic family. And uh, I say young, but uh,
1: it, that would be comparative because we're not that young. What do you mean by an economic family? Uh,
0: we we uh, we don't have a lot of money to go around, but we do have. Oh, a you decent mean struggling honor. economically? Okay, yes. yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, like wait, I, it, it, that's a like it's like you are trying to be a puppy. <laughs>
0: no, not <laughs> really. So uh, in that process, uh, we've gone through several different outlooks to see which one may work, uh, several different opportunities. Um, the the first one that we uh, tried looking at was uh, a program called NACA. Uh, it, it, it's a program to help out uh, people that are in um, areas of the United States that are not exactly the best economic areas. I keep using that term
1: economic, and I'm going
0: to, Figure out a better word to use to stop going back to it.
1: You mean economically depressed, low income? You mean you got those options? Also, what does NACA stand for? Like, what's the initials? Uh, see that you, you got me because at first I was going
0: to go with NACA and just say it like that. Without oh, no, 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 doing no, no. we it. are a podcast. Yeah, got I gotta, gotta say actually say what the. Uh, uh,
1: you should have your broke. show notes ready. Unless intern messed up. Yeah.
0: Let's let's blame it on intern. Bad that sounds intern. like
1: intern's innocent.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. Bad intern, bad intern. Uh so NACA I, I don't need to know where it is. I know where it is. No. Neighborhood assisted assistance corporation of America.
1: That's what huh. uh, that's what NACA stands for. Do they have white picket fences on their uh homepage? Uh, like I hear the leave it to Beaver in that statement. It it,
0: it 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 sort of looks well. It's not white picket fences, but it's it's an interesting uh, look. Fair enough. It. But uh, yeah, so uh, the, we went through. We went and looked at their program first. And uh, the thing about their program is they they want you to have a, almost a zero to none debt ratio. Um, and in and today's from, America. Yeah, in, in today's America, yes. And so uh, what winds up happening is uh, with that, uh, you're able, after that happens, you have to put in about 250 hours of what they call um, sweat equity. What that means is that's 250 hours of working on your own house, building it, helping them as far as building it is concerned and everything like that.
1: So, like, what if you're not a carpenter? That sounds like a recipe for failure.
0: Well, you're going to be around those, you know, carpenters and those builders and everything. Basically, uh, I, I had somebody else look it up before you continue. And it, when they say that you're going to be doing sweat equity for that time, they basically mean you're going to be walking around with a garbage bag and picking up the stuff after. Okay, later. I'm fine with that.
1: Because <laughs> I was about to say, just because a doctor's there, I don't want to go ahead and be doing surgery with, no. How about you do that because you're the expert and the professional? Yeah, so right.
0: I was a little worried about it, too. But actually, the, the store manager I work for, he's like, I looked it up. Because cause I kept saying, I don't know if my house is going to pass fire code if I got to build it. I'm just being honest. <laughs> so, yeah, so that that was the thing. He was like, I looked it up. You know, you're basically just helping them pick up the garbage around out and while they're doing
1: it. That's, that's easy. I'll, I'll do
0: that all day. And so uh, we we went to that program we saw that it it they said with everything even after we get rid of all of the debt it would still make, take us about 18 months 18 months to 24 months before we would actually be able to get into a place um and uh so wait wait uh, like wait, wait, I said, wait
1: I'm what are they providing for you exactly
0: so here's the, the the little bit of the uh, the thing with them is that uh, I, I've had this question come up before because pe- other people have said the same thing. If they're not charging you for the land and they're not really charging you for them building it because you're helping them build it, what exactly are they charging you for? Because they're not also supposed to be charging you for the actual, um, uh, the actual building materials either. So, the, the thing is, I believe that you are, through a way, um, purchasing the stuff from them, and then... They've made themselves the middleman? They've made themselves the middleman. That's exactly what it is. Um, so we we looked at that program, and we will be probably going back to our second appointment for it. The other program we looked at is the HUD uh housing program. Um it it what it is What is, does
1: HUD stand for for those who don't
0: know? Uh housing um
1: uh, mm-hmm. blame housing wrong intern development. Uh,
0: I forgot what the U is housing urban development?
1: Don't don't say it with a question mark. Come on mm-hmm. man, you're supposed to yes. know this.
0: Hold up, hold on. I I, I might be right. I might have gotten it off because 'cause I've i I've had more experience with this acronym than I've had with the other one. Um HUD stands for housing and urban development. Wasn't that wrong? So, yeah. So, with uh, with that, uh, the, their program that they use in order to go ahead and uh, take care of it, they have a very similar program to NACA. Whereas uh, you would have to work with developing, uh, uh, work with them as far as building the house is concerned, do some volunteer work out there, and um, you would have to get down your debt to about under 2000 and have a credit oh, score. Wait, 2000 what? Under $2,000 debt.
1: Oh, so just across the board, you can't have more than $2,000 worth of debt? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's consumer debt, student loan debt, like just All of the above. Are they serious? Yes.
0: So, yeah, so that's another program in which we're looking at, and we realized that program may take a, 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 a deal, a, a great deal of time in order to go ahead and compete. Um, another program that we went through was the uh, first time home buyers program, the National First Time Home Buyers Program now we found out that they do offer us several different forms of uh loans that are uh very um good rates uh per se but unlike with the other two a lot of them uh don't have to deal with as far as building your own house they're dealt with previous houses that are already you know built and that could be you know, a blessing and a curse because you're going to deal with, if you build it from the ground up, you not only can design it how you want and leave out the things that you don't want, but also uh, you're going to pay more money if you have it pre-built already because now you're paying for the house in the land
1: as opposed to just the land or just the house. Understood. Now, I know you've been trying to avoid it, but I've got to ask. If you have less than $2,000 debt personally, what do we need the program for?
0: That is a constant thing that is said online all the time. Like, they're like, there is no, by the time in which you're done working with these places, you can do it yourself without needing them. You know, that's the constant thing. I guess
1: my confusion is because I'd like to be a homeowner at one point. I just know that I'm not there yet. I'm still kind of transient, still kind of uh, back and forth. So I don't want to put my energy into something that I'm not going to be doing yet. So the concern I have is if they can make it so that way, because the average American has what? A mortgage, a car note, student loan debt. Mm -hmm. Now, let's just assume you are one of the recently graduated millennial and down, you know what I mean? or graduated on up to millennial, however you want to do it, uh, that means you have a car note and student loan debt, which right. means you can't... And most
0: of those typically are over 2000 and that means you would not qualify for the program.
1: So do they realize how far they're pigeonholing their potential audience?
0: I mean, I, I've, I've said the same thing.
1: Because, um, I, I mean, what if you're a person who has... 70,000 in debt but you make 90,000 a year that should be paid off almost pretty quickly and you have the chance to grow if you're making that amount of money so are we really concerned about that debt um we may not be but apparently they are <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you sold me on air fryers you're not selling me on these bro so with that being said those three ways
0: are are um, the first-time home buyers uh, thing. They do offer you a uh, uh, they offer you several grant programs in order to help out with it, okay. which is nice. Um, but you have to go through a lot of red tape in order to qualify with those. There is another way, which is the standard way in which everybody buys a home. Uh, you set up a uh, a a real estate agent. I thought you want to say inherent. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> A real estate agent, and from the real estate agent, you go ahead and you work towards, uh, you 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 work towards looking for different places, different properties that you may find that might be affordable to something that you can uh, get. And the real estate agent puts you in touch with several lenders that can go ahead and do that.
1: And one thing I think people don't know that you need to know. Is that the, uh, you okay? Yeah, yeah. I just realized that. Need to charge. On. <laughs> uh, no, one of the things that you need to realize is that when it comes to a real estate agent, they don't get paid until the house is actually sold when money is changing hands. So if you're not selling, changing hands, you have nothing to worry about. Now that doesn't mean work this agent to death and then not pay them. You know what I mean? If you don't like the house, you don't like the house. But if you really, really, really want to get a house and it's not fitting your needs, feel free to move on. You're, you're not losing any money on that yet. You know what I mean? Maybe inspections and whatnot, but that's it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, at the- mentioning that, so we have a real estate agent that we've been going through, but we decided to go ahead and start looking at some houses This. You know, we just looking around and seeing what we saw. So the first house that we went to was uh, was uh, a house in not necessarily the best area of the city. Um, for, for people that don't know the New Orleans area and everything, the East has been kind of hard hit by a crime, I should say, recently, because they haven't had, uh, they don't have the police force that, The areas of mid-city has and stuff like that and so uh we went to a house that we saw that was advertised out there that looked i have to say the house looks amazing it it does look really good and for a house like that um it 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 has only it it does have three bedrooms in a study but for you to pay under 250 for that that's a pretty good deal uh it which also, makes
1: me wonder well, would it pass inspection what's the problem you know what I mean no, nothing gets on the market like that and just stays
0: so when you go out there you kind of see what the problem is and it's dealing with the area there is a lot of uh the there's a lot of different areas that uh, around there a lot of houses that are being torn down because uh the the people that live there have abandoned those homes so it's blight yeah, basically and so um you do have a lot of uh a lot of new uh construction in the area also that's uh going in and the area could possibly uh you know could possibly become a really good area over time. But the problem is right now, it doesn't look the best. And um, the neighborhood, it doesn't look the best. But as I said, you can see that they are working on demolishing a lot of the area. So we, we can see a future in that area. And it is a pretty good looking house. You know, my brother's looking at it right now, the house, and it it does have a lot of, you know, modern look to it and feel.
1: I mean, I see the upside. I also see the location. So this is a column A, column B argument. I'm like, I can see the upside, but I can see the downside as well.
0: So with that being said, that was the first house we looked at. And the gentleman that helped us out with uh with that house uh I don't I don't know I, I don't want to put him on the podcast yet and without asking him and stuff like that, but uh he works for a large real estate firm, and the gentleman said that not only do they have this property but and have several properties around the city, but they have lots and they have builders that work for them. The owners own the lots. And the builders build whatever house to whatever specifications that you want on those particular lots. And they use some of the existing houses that they have in order to say, hey, this is how we're going to plan this. This is how we're going to build it. You can, you can yeah. figure
1: out what your house will look like based on this house.
0: Right. So uh, he showed us all of that. And he was like, the, it, "When once you, you know, get down to exactly what lot you want. Come see me, and I'll put you in touch with with one of my lenders in order to go ahead and deal with it. The second house that we went to was um, was a house uh, sold by another uh, by a a private real estate agent, I believe, and she showed us a house on the West Bank. Now, the West Bank of New Orleans, you must never go there, Simba. (laughs) Has a very a similar background to the East, whereas you have to understand the way New Orleans is built, most of the tourism and the high volume of the city, high commercial volume of the city is in one particular area in the center of the bowl. New Orleans is a bowl that's in the center of the bowl. And so with that being said, um, they don't have, this, they don't have as well of a, a, a police department as some of the other areas but they are thought of as having better ones than the east
1: well you also forget one specific point there is New Orleans then there's the greater New Orleans area right. so to make sure we're clear on this I've, for Boston for example uh, Boston proper is really small but everything attached to Boston is really large Uh if you are in New Orleans, you are in Orleans Parish. Remember the the influence that we have parishes not counties. they're equivalent. Don't worry about that. But the greater New Orleans area includes Jefferson, St. Tammany to an extent, uh, uh, St. Bernard parishes.' It's, there are, there are areas that are included with it because it's just a quick drive away. So in the on the West Bank, you have Gretna, Harvey, Terrytown, West Wego, Algiers, and most of that stuff is JP as opposed to Orleans.
0: Right. The the only one that is Orleans is Algiers, actually. That's the only one that primarily is Orleans. And so um, when uh, we went to that side, we found once again a place that probably in mid-city would be considered more expensive, but in this area was consi- was right underneath 300 uh thousand so oh my it, and i it feel is, poor looking at this and so it is a uh it, it is a five bedroom and it, it has a, a you want to get a
1: dog and, and <laughs> it it has
0: a two car garage and it is about 2500 square feet it is a large property and um it, and it,
1: it for that price it's pretty good i mean no the price yeah. is on point but i got a point to argue with you number 1 uh i don't there we go oh okay that's where it is i was uh-huh. going to say this is this close to the west bank expressway that that was the first thing that was coming to uh-huh. my mind but uh this is a nice house but i'm wondering, one of my biggest hatred with home purchasing ownership in general is that if you own a million dollar house you're technically a millionaire because it's an asset you also have to pay million dollar taxes
0: this is true
1: and that's something people truly don't remember you
0: know what's a, uh, what's the surprise i looked at i looked this up um the taxes for that first house i showed you everybody in new orleans has been complaining about taxes right the taxes for that first house went down by four hundred dollars a year last year. What? Yeah, I was. I, so wait, I was wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, The reason I'm saying this too is because uh, I've had various people I know because of it, our problems with flooding. Insurance went up. Insurance it, went through it, the it, roof.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So you, if you're once you figure out your entire escrow, so you're. Home ownership payment your, mo- your 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 home ownership payment uh, that's mm-hmm. failure your mortgage payment your insurance payment and any other things you're that together that's your one payment right mm-hmm. typically speaking uh when your insurance goes up they recalculate everything so if you were paying like 879 if insurance jumps you're paying a ten hundred up ten hundred uh, oh, 1, oh, thousand eleven hundred all right so yeah not a fan
0: so yeah so we went over there uh it was an open house so they had other families looking at that one the other one was uh was we just asked for a tour and set up an appointment um but yeah this one was an open house uh the lady showed us uh showed us uh you know they they had a shed at this house it actually reminded me of a, the house that i grew up in um and uh but the shed had in this house had a balcony too that's another thing about it. But it wasn't a balcony that had a uh a fence around it. So a oh, railing? Really? Uh, yeah, a railing. So with the twins, that thought did process
1: through our head. Oh no, I've uh, jumped off of a roof before as a kid. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I've done it. <laughs> Won't lie to you. I've done it. So even
0: one of the twins is like. I don't like this. <laughs> Cause he had very little faith in himself. <laughs>
1: God children, no. <laughs> but I mean, you know, at least you know where you stand. Um mm. but so I guess let's let, let's let's back it up and do the easy things. You want to own a home. Yes. You want to make sure it's affordable so that way you can manage it. Yes how big of a home do you want because will you just go ahead and downsize or do you plan to always have that much space because I mean case in point when the twins leave are you going to go ahead and still have all that house or
0: I mean um, uh, m- my wife uh, has the thought in mind which is you know it is a true thought sometimes is that when children leave out the house sometimes they don't stay out you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, we've all done it And it, it's happening more now because prices are real man yeah you know exactly
0: I mean? so you know she wants to make sure that we have at least a decent size so that if they do leave uh, they and, and they and something happens to them out there they'll feel safe in order to come back after a certain amount of time you
1: know she's saying that because they're cute now but wait, wait till they have boyfriends and girlfriends and they're doing it in the right, house right right, right. Mm-hmm. then Mm-mm.
0: more 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 wait until they come back with more
1: <laughs> people
0: and that that that's the 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 situation but uh yeah it, it, I have to say that this has definitely been an interesting experience that I wanted to bring to the listeners because so what have you about. learned
1: because it sounds like it sound like it sounds like you've been given the runaround you've not gotten anywhere per se as far as getting closer to your goal, but you know what to do and what not to do. What is when it's time for me to go start looking for houses, what's the advice you would give to me? So that way I would succeed.
0: Um, I would say that what we're doing is something that I would definitely, uh, tell you to do, which is to research your options, uh, go we we haven't committed to anybody yet and um through this uh we've been finding out more about uh, you know what is out there exactly what options are available what uh loans are available what the, we we all knew a real estate agent helped with the buying and selling of a house what we don't know is the little intricacies that go in that so, so shoot me something. What's going on, man? Well,
1: That's what I'm asking.
0: So there are several parts to the buying process. And uh, it, it does kind of start with a, well, first of all, this is another thing. There's a real estate agent who deals with the buying, and there's a real estate agent that deals with the selling. I don't know if everybody knows that. I didn't know that it was two different real estate agents until I started the process. Just I me they, being naive.
1: I thought they just... Pass both classes so that way you don't have to give the money to somebody else.
0: Well, that, more often than other, they work in partnership. Why? Because the real estate agent that is doing the buying is looking out for the buyers. And the real estate agent that is doing the selling
1: is looking out for the sellers. So, But if you're a real estate agent, you get paid based off commission, and the commission is based off how high the price is.
0: So where the where that comes in into play is the fact that let's say that you are a person that the one that is doing the buying is saying that, hey, um, I think you could get these people to drop this price down lower. I don't think that you should get it until you get them to drop the price down lower. If you're the one that's doing the selling, you're not going to say that. Because that's going to hurt Touché. your commission. Touche. So that's kind of where that that's kind of where the where the the difference comes in there. So besides that, those real estate agents also oftentimes are the ones that get you in touch with the lenders. So besides the the buying and the selling part, then you get to the lenders, whereas they control actually how much money goes into it, whether or not you can go ahead and you know what you can afford, not what you can afford what they are willing to lend you because the two are not always the same i found that out from off of buying my first car a new car which is the fact that they will get you sometimes to smudge some things in order (laughs) to go ahead and get you to get a more affordable car Uh, i mean a, a less affordable car but they'll say hey according to this number that we smudged and we told them you make this much you know you can get it, whereas with this number you really can't. So let's just go ahead and say it's this number because if you do X Y Z, it could possibly be this number.
1: That sounds like a whole lot of skullduggery duggery and bullshit, Your Honor. So yeah, so uh, there's the lending process.
0: Then there's the actual closing process, in which you in which you actually deal with, uh, you know, making an offer. Uh, the other person making a counter offer. There's there's uh, that whole thing, and then oftentimes there's more than one person making the counter offer, and then you have to go ahead and do that process. And and the funny thing is, is we had to do this first from the side of a seller because my wife's father sold his house, and what wound up happening is we're using that as kind of down payment for ours. So with that being said. um... Now we're doing it as the buyer
1: and seeing the opposite end of the the spectrum. Uh, So here's another thing for you. I want to make sure people know this one as well. Uh, Do you know about the idea that not all the time do you have to pay everything associated with it? So case in point, uh, let's make it so that way. Brother Wolf, you are the seller. Collins, I am the buyer. I want to buy your house for... $100,000, One hundred thousand dollars, but you want to sell it for one, one ten. You know what I mean? I don't want to pay one ten. I want to pay ninety. Actually, you know what I mean? Well, I'll settle for a hundred thousand if you pay closing costs. You know what I mean? Right. You can go ahead and shift some things back and forth. That's one of the things my cousin taught me. Where it's like the 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 bid price is not going to be the final price because you have to pay taxes, fees, your agent. So forth and so right. on. So make sure you pay attention to the entire cost. Like if the <clears throat> if as like you said with car purchasing, if the car says twenty thousand dollars, you're probably playing close to twenty two five, twenty three, depending on how good your credit is. You know All what right. I mean? So that's something to consider as well. Something I've learned that I'd like to share with y'all.
0: So yeah, so uh like I said, there there are some uh added steps to the actual process in which uh, in which this has taught
1: us quite a great deal about. I know what I wanted to ask you too you talked about it before we got on Mike. what was it about you know you building a house is cheaper than buying a pre-constructed house, but you were saying something about, how you had 90 days before you moved in and you can go ahead and get this done? What were you saying?
0: So one of the things, uh, the, the first house that we went to, what the gentleman told us was because they're a large real estate firm, they actually have some people that actually uh, have purchased lots around the city already. And they have builders that work for them. So they could take us to whatever houses they have around the city and say, hey, do you like this setup? And if your answer is yes, I like this setup, then they could actually build that exact same house in another area. But you do have to keep in mind that a, a downside to that is the fact that oftentimes the land is the most expensive part of changing from an area than anything else. What do I mean? Land in one area of the city, uh, just for a rough example, May cost seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Land in another area of the city may cost one hundred ten thousand okay. dollars. Okay, so there's just, an obvious just difference the land. Yeah. This is not the the the, the superstructure. This is not the structure on top of the land. This is not the foundation either, because then after they put the land, then they got to put the foundation, then they got to put the structure on top of it. So it's actually you know that that whole setup. Um, so. What he was basically saying was is that it would be cheaper to build. Oftentimes it'll be cheaper to have a house built on whatever lot you want to build it on because you get to tell them exactly what you want and don't want out of your house because you have complete control. So if you have a, a, oftentimes when you're looking at a house, there's something extra that you don't really need.
1: You or know? you don't like this setup?
0: Like honestly, you you mentioned it before that house that's on the West Bank. I wouldn't need a two car garage because what I, I I'm not getting a second car anytime soon. You know, and if I do get it, it probably be on the street. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, most places know what all street parking is. It is what it is. And so yeah, that, that
0: that would be something in which I'd say, hey, I don't need that. I'll do something else with that land, and then um. You know, uh, uh, another place had to study. We don't need to study. We would like that study to be an extra bedroom. So if there's somewhere in which you could work that, that makes sense, you know?
1: But you were saying something about, you know, it takes a amount of time for you to move in. It's about 90 days. So,
0: So, yeah. So these large companies, when they do that that way, from the time in which you get the lot and tell them what you want built on the lot, they actually would process it it, they could build the house for you in about 90 days and and what happens is um you actually won't have to make that full start making that full payment
1: on it until after 90 days is up that's the part i wanted to get to because it seems to be foolish at best to go ahead and be paying for rent and a mortgage you know what I mean? Right.
0: And so that's the one thing is that he said is the fact that, uh, you know, basically you would have to put down uh, – so you don't even have to put down a down payment, he was saying, until after – that ninety days is up. What you do have to put down is you have to put down the amount of money in which uh, a some down for the building fees and stuff like that because okay. they they want you to pay for you know the cost for that. So that is a couple of thousand, but it is not a down payment amount. And then whatever you put down that goes out of your down payment. That yeah. isn't that that isn't included with your down you know down yeah. payment. So yeah, so uh it it does make a big difference as far as it is and it, it was something i mentioned to my wife originally which is the fact that um it may be cheaper to find a lot and build than to already move in an established home i, I told her that from the very beginning because a lot of the places she was coming up with if we were to get them regularly they would cost somewhere around four hundred thousand.
1: so let me ask the easy easy question That every person who has another, a significant other that they're trying to fight with, how do you compromise in this situation?
0: (laughs) Just basically uh, communicating that, hey, this way you can get the house you want and it won't cost as much.
1: But this one's immediate.
0: 90 days for the house you want. A lot of women even though and and, and i should i I should change that a lot of people i'm not gonna say women shout out to my sisters out there but a lot of people they are willing to wait at least 90 days to get what they really want okay Okay. so there you go
1: it's just one of those i know that there are some things that are non-negotiables and I'm wondering. Yeah,
0: she was saying if it was two years or something, no. <laughs> but 90 days, she'll, she'll take
1: that. And I'm just thinking, too, like, imagine one of the—we've th- all done our fair share of apartment hunting. One of the most frustrating things I think I've ever come into, especially when you deal with older houses, they're not been brought up to code, quote-unquote, but they've been grown grandfathered in so they're safe when they don't have enough outlets. Because we need, you know, a, a plug for this, a plug for that, a plug for the other. And you got a whole big old room with three plugs.
0: That that five-bedroom, two-bathroom that I was talking about? The shed, not the house, the shed had termite damage. And they had termites on it. They said that the house... Like actively, were, like you saw them? Like, like you could actively see parts of it were, were dilapidated because of it. Just and- the
1: shed. Not the house, but you, if they're right there, you telling me they're not I, going I, to- that, that, that's what I was like. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm not mm, I'm full of
0: it. You and t- then I was like, So, um, if we get this house, they're gonna treat it right, you know, and everything like that. And she's like, No, they're not willing to. She said, The only thing she said, if you buy this house for this price, it is as is. <clears throat>
1: I go back to something that is tried and true. You ready? Mm. Eat a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Your termite stuff ain't up to date. They're literally you literally have gangster lean. Your shit is falling apart. And you gonna tell me Well, deal with it as is. You're gonna be not selling this house, you shady janky monk. That's booty. You, so, she, so she looked
0: at me, you know, uh, uh, exactly how I'm looking at you. They want it sold as is. They are not willing to do not a single other thing. They want it sold as is. So with that being said, uh, you know, that's another reason why we were looking at staying away from the five-bedroom, you know, place and everything
1: like that. But um, that. And wait. The neighbors might have it too. See, termites <laughs> sound like lice to me. <laughs> ooh, you got ooh, go go wash. <laughs> I don't. Mm, yeah, drop that shit then. So yeah, just making sure we. So we covered closing costs, uh, debt to income ratio, uh, the fact that there's two sides to the agent game. Uh, I feel like we're missing something that we we should have covered, but I mean. This is ongoing, so until we yeah. get definitive, we know it's gonna come back to it. So I, I guess y'all updates. So I guess for the interim, is it closing time? I think it's closing time. Bro. Well with that said, this is YNB Collins and Brother Wolf. This is the Benchmark Podcast. Hopefully with our experiences in this critical thinking, we'll get the best outcome and hopefully you'll get one too. Later guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the benchmark podcast, a product of Benchmark Media LLC, where we always attempt to establish a positive benchmark. We would like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed are strictly the views and opinions of each individual, and those views do not reflect the stance of Benchmark Media. Any opinion stated is not to be construed as professional advice or help. Please contact a professional for any help you may require. We would like to thank all of our guests for today and also for contributions of our listening family. Remember to contact us at TheRealBenchmarkPodcast at gmail.com. Or www.therealbenchmarkpodcast.com. Or you can follow us on social media, Facebook, or Instagram. And if you'd like to be a friend of the show, you can donate to us or on our PayPal. You can give me a drink. All rights reserved by Benchmark Media, LLC.